Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 476 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, Brian, and myself are asking Michelle Myers the five questions. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out Michelle's interview on episode 475. So welcome back to the show, Michelle. Hey, thanks. And before we get into the five questions, uh, do we have a Patreon shout out for this episode? We sure do. We love to give our Patreon shout outs. And today we're giving that shout out to my dad. Ops. Hey, dad. Pops <laughs> <Hey>. was <laughs> He doesn't have much social media presence. I wouldn't even say, you know, like point you in that direction. But, uh, you know, if you want to be like my dad and support our show, you can go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast and support us there. Yes. Thanks so much, Scott. And, uh, you know, if we can only get our parents to listen to the podcast like you can, Sean, uh, you know, we'd be a little bit more wealthier. A little bit, maybe, maybe two to three times more. But yes, yes. I don't think my mom even knows I'm on a podcast. To tell you oh. I'm not sure my mom even knows what a podcast is. Okay. So at Thanksgiving, you need to bring it up and see. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll help you out. Maybe they'll well, start well, I mean, I mean, not only yourself, but you, you also have your wife on a podcast too. So yeah, yeah. There you go. So you're a podcast Brian. family. We are. You are. Family. Yeah. So maybe it's time to educate the uh, external family. She would probably enjoy your wife's too. podcast more than yours. <laughs> what is your daughter's <laughs> podcast about? Brian? <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah, my, my my youngest would be would be a podcast person. She actually does uh, like the AV club at school, so she does mm. a lot of uh, mm-hmm. ballet podcast. Uh, no, this is this is the uh, the field hockey one. Field uh, hockey, oh yeah, that's oh, the pre. Okay. It's the 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 AV crowd is the precursor to podcasting. We yeah. all learned it in high school. Absolutely, yeah. So there was a reason for that club. It just wasn't the one you thought. Yo, no, it, they had no idea what they were doing at the time, but it turned into something. I'm yeah, gonna be on a TV show one day, or a podcast. It turns <laughs> or, <out>. a podcast. <laughs> or a podcast. Or a podcast. Anyway, so, let's kick this off. Uh, Michelle, yes. what Thanks, is Scott. your favorite tool? <laughs> My favorite tool, uh, I would have to say, is the bandsaw. It's mm-hmm. versatile. It's safe. It's fairly inexpensive. It has a low footprint, low profile. Um, yeah. But, I mean, at CFC, you learn uh, a lot with the bandsaw. And, you know, they're they're one of those people that are basically like, hey, you don't need a table saw as much as you need a bandsaw. The bandsaw oh. and a planer can do everything a table saw can I think I'd have to agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bandsaw is way higher on the list than a table saw for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. Same. I'll agree. In my in my small shop space, I the if I were to get a power tool, I have a I have a small uh, table saw in the garage that I rarely use. But down here, if I were to get something, it would definitely be a bandsaw. Yeah. And that's a great call out about the the footprint. You know, for it's got a lot of bang oh, for yeah. its buck for a square footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, some roller stands, and you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, a lot, I mean, a lot of bandsaws are are not as expensive as table saws. Like a you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty inch bandsaw. A lot of times, it's less expensive than a really good table saw. Yep, that's true. And you can cut curves on a bandsaw. Yep. Yeah. Curves. Sorry. Do that on a table saw without. Killing yourself without being stupid. Kick off, backs. Yeah, you can do it. You can do convex curves on a table saw. I've seen that, but uh, concave is a challenge. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Not a challenge you want to accept. Uh, (laughs) Yes, not at all. All right. So, Michelle, our question number two: Who has influenced you the most? Uh, Probably 
my teacher at CFC, Alan Lewis, he was the main um, nine month teacher when I was there. He's just really good, really patient, uh, like knew what every student needed uh, individually and and really pushed me um, when I need to be pushed and held back when I was being too hard on myself. So, um, and he just taught me so much. I, I, I would not be the woodworker I am today without Alan. So um, definitely Alan Lewis. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, what is your woodworking white whale? That, you know, basically what is the one thing you haven't made but always wanted to? When I first started getting into woodworking, I, I uh, had heard about these pieces um, and there was an exhibit at the Met I think in 2012, uh, with David Rotten, Rotten Gun pieces. <laughs> Is that his name? I don't know. I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. It's R O -E R O E N T G E N. Um, and basically, there's pieces. I, so he was a woodworker in the 17th century, um, and making these incredible pieces. I wouldn't. Like he was in the Baroque style, which is like, you know, the style of the time, but I wouldn't do something of that nature. But he had these like basically puzzle pieces where like you turn a key Whoa. to the left and it opens this door and you turn a key oh, to the yeah. right and it opens that door and you turn a key all the way around and it opens this other thing that pops open. And then you push this thing that doesn't look like a button and this whole thing pops out and unfolds and, um, they all his pieces like still work and uh you can see videos on youtube of like people interacting with his pieces and they're just like really cool really creative um i i think he was an engineer i think it was him him and his brother who who made these furniture pieces so something like that like i've always been interested in doing that um never really had the time or or bandwidth in my mind to like think a piece like that through, but I think that'd be really fun and cool. And yeah, yeah, that I is just, cool. We've had I just uh, sent a link to Kyle for the Matt yeah. exhibition, so we'll yeah. have a link cool. to that in the show notes. It's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, we've had Craig Thibodeau on this podcast a while oh, back. Yeah. We, we need to get him, some of those. We need yeah. to get him back on, but yeah, he's yeah. like the king of the puzzle boxes. Yeah, very and, similar. And he's got, yeah, he's got these clients that um, are paying tens of thousands of right. dollars for his stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and it's like this little, as he described it, it's like this little group of folks across the world and they just keep trying to one up each other. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's, sure. instead of buying uh, fancy sports cars, they buy puzzles, all different types of puzzles, who, mm -hmm. you know, you know, stuff that he does, stuff that other folks do. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're going to be looking out for like a, a mid-century minimalist puzzle box. Puzzle box. Yeah, this curves. is like after <laughs> kids, after I'm retired and I'm <laughs> yeah, and you can sleep again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just going to be in the shop and be like, "What am I going to do today?" Oh, I guess I'll start that. So you start those sketches now, though. You yeah. Get, oh yeah. Get, get yeah. the ideas going and know that they're 20 years away from actually happening. Yeah. But start it now. But then I feel like. At that point, I can incorporate other things like other hardware. Other of course, I mean it may develop as you go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There, there's 3D a printing, all kinds of cool oh, stuff. Oh yeah, there, there's an app. Uh, it's on my iPad, but it's called the Room, which is like a puzzle, like an, almost like an escape room, but it's like a, a massive puzzle. 
an yeah. entire room. And they have usually furniture pieces in there that you have to move this first to get that and move that. And it's it's kind of addictive and it's hard. That sounds great. <laughs> I think I've played that, that before. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. There's room, room two now. Um, yeah. I, they, I know uh, I've played the first one, the room, the first one. Yeah. Because it was might like. Give you a, some ideas. Yeah. Cool. Is it from the, from the film? Something yeah. like that. Not not as not as yeah. horror. No, there's no horror in it. It's it's just well, I, I take that back. There actually is at the end of the first. Yeah, one. At the end. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, so um, what has been your biggest stumbling block in woodworking? Definitely design. Um, it just takes me a really long time to create something and then get to a place that I'm actually happy with. Um, so this next year, I'm really gonna try to bear down on um taking some design classes and things. So um, I'm taking a class at the Austin Community College ACC with Michael Kolka, which is basically just like free shop time, but you are under his uh, tutelage basically. So you have to submit a piece um, 10 days before class starts and then all throughout the semester, it's like every Wednesday night, I think for five hours, um, you just oh. go into the shop and work. And so I'm, I'm going to try to focus on some designing there. Um, the Austin School of Furniture is also having a curved design class with Laura uh, Kishimoto. Uh, she's at Anderson Ranch. She teaches at Anderson Ranch. But uh, her work is ridiculous and awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, had, I've seen some of her stuff. It's yeah. wow. And yeah. so... She's going to be coming to the Austin School of Furniture and teaching a design class there for a week. And I'm really excited about that one as well. Um, so I'm working on design and getting better at that and just trying to better myself, I guess. Cool, cool. Uh -huh. Well, it seems like when you come up with the design, you, you kind of nail it. I mean, you know, so your yeah, pieces are absolutely gorgeous. So it may take you a while to get there, but uh, once you get there, hey, not bad, not bad Thanks. at all. I think that's that's the secret to design is yeah. working through the process to get there and like being okay with the fact that you have to make the journey. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I would probably do a better job at setting expectations with clients about designing too. Cause it's like, Hey, I want a dining room table. I want you to design it. Can I have it in a month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Design? I can have a, I can have you can have the, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So. Do you find that with design that um like you have to give them something to reject so they can feel like they mm. they had an input in the process? Right? Here's yeah. two options. Here here's three options and you give them one that you know like they're just they don't want it. They're not going to want it. Or are you more like Michael Fortune? I'm going to design this and you're going to like it or yes, ah, you're going to like it. While or else. To that land. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. I'll usually it does. come up with like two or three designs and be like I don't want to do that one. So I'm not going to send it to them. Like that. Uh, okay. That's the, that's the thing. One thing I've learned is like, if you send them three designs and there's one you really don't want to do, that's, <laughs> that's one the one they're probably going to pick. pick. <laughs> 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 you're just like, Damn it. Um, so I'll come up with like two or three designs. I, I, I might send them two, but this just happened where I I really liked one, so I sent it to her and um, to my client, and she has some edits, and we're going to have a discussion about it. And I'm willing to to take edits um, 
a lot of if it's a design choice and they choose that that that's what they want then fine but if it's like a function thing then i'm just gonna be like that's not gonna work um Mm. because a lot of people don't under it's odd that they don't understand like your table's just not going to stand if you don't do that. Like, <laughs> sorry. You, um, you got to have legs. at least three legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's the thing with this one. It, it's a pedestal dining table. Oh, and, well, yeah. Um, she also wanted it to be rectangular. So I'm like, I was struggling with that and I came up with the design and I still have to mock it up to see if like where to put the base basically. So it's not super tippy. Oh, yeah. Um, because I do kind of want to offset the base, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to to have a back and forth. Um, I don't think that you know what I come up with is my way or the highway. Sorry, but um, yeah. yeah. You just have to channel your inner Naka Naka Gang. Nakashima. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah Nakashima <laughs> and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Mira. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. thought of a trestle table? <laughs> well, in our first call, this client said she didn't want a trestle table, like very specifically. So wow. interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be hard hard to do. Yeah, two pedestals. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll be following you on Instagram. So we'll see what you come up with on this. Share Absolutely. the process. Share the right. process. Absolutely. People want to see it. We'll do. I'll, I'll try to do that. Yeah, puts you know some sort of you know secret box in one of the in the pedestal. Oh yeah, you know. like a drop down. <laughs> See if they find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody about it. Get a call from their kids fifty years later. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Yeah. All right, Michelle. Last question. Uh, how has the internet influenced your work? Uh, yeah, I have a love hate relationship with the internet. Um, I really love it um, for, I'm mostly just on Instagram. Um, I really love it for the platform to to talk with other woodworkers and see the techniques that they're using and the products that are out there, all the new products coming out all the time. It's really great to see that. Um, I don't like it in that it's like a writer with fan fiction. Like you, you're afraid of copying somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I, I see all this stuff and it's so amazing. And like you, you see a lot of pieces and you're like, Oh, I would love to make that. Um, and so I feel like I'm nervous that I would, I, I'm going to steal somebody's design or somebody's hard work and from a talented person. Like I, I do have a fear of that, of just like seeing something and not remembering where you see it. And then you end up designing that into your work. So I'm I have a fear of the internet because of that, but I do love it for, you know, the community that it creates and and the learning tools that that it has on it. So I mean yeah. it has that 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 ability to influence with the risk of copying, right? I mean that's yeah. that's the fine line that yeah. and I, I saw something recently that like, you know, there oh there there's some book called Steal Like an Artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that there are concepts and, and ideas and things that have been done before and it's okay to copy them if you put your own spin on it. There's something to that where it's it's nuanced. It's not it's not a direct copy. And I don't think, you know, we just mentioned Nakashima. I mean, some people are going to try to replicate Nakashima, but you're not going to do it precisely how George Nakashima did it. Like, 
there's something to that. He and he might have inspired a movement or inspired a joint pattern or something like that. But your use of that doesn't mean that you're necessarily copying him. You're making something that is influenced by him in that way. Well, and Nakashima had his own influences, and that's that's the thing. Yeah, that I mean, and it keeps going. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing that I think people lose track of is that they think that when they come up with a design that that was not influenced by something else merely because the the history of their influence is not as easily documented as as the internet is now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, I just feel like, you know, if you find a detail you love and you end up using it and you don't remember where you found it, like it's not that's how design works. Right. It's there is nothing new. I mean. Um, do people say, I saw this in nature on this plant, um, you know, and, but that's where so much of this stuff originated from is, you know, natural sources and, you know, so, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I just, when you're making a copy of a Maloof rocker to not acknowledge that like Sam was the guy that came up with this is Mm -hmm. pretty, yeah. If somebody asks you like, where, you know, oh, that's a great design. You're like, no, no, that's a Sam Maloof rocker, but one detail on a giant piece that you say, Oh, I would love to use that. Um, yeah. And, and I think you... it's been going on for a long time. I yeah. mean, you look at the mid century modern movement, um, out of Scandinavian countries, uh, a lot of those companies that came over to, you know, Europe and especially the U S and, you know, brought back Windsor's and ladder backs and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. And you can look at the chairs and go, yeah, they kind of stole that from a ladder back. They kind of stole that from yeah. a Windsor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So much of the Wegner and I don't stuff know. is just Windsor's. It's all Windsor chairs with a, yeah. with a new twist, you know? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think there, there, there is some, some worry about that, but I think it's, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's been done forever and it's just the internet makes it a little bit more accessible or you yeah. worry about blowback from somebody on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, those yeah. kind of yeah. things. Yeah. People who complain get magnified really quickly. That's, exactly. that's one thing, but I mean, yeah, I, you know, I've seen details that people claim, as their own and in about five minutes i can say here's an earlier example yeah <laughs> You're like a hundred years earlier yeah um, yep. You, yep. you may have discovered this on your own but you are not the first person like you cannot claim this and uh, a wholesale piece of furniture yes like you were the one who put all these details together to make this piece but those details are not all yours right and i think we need to kind of you know ease back a little bit on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't but know. yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I, I yeah. love your work. So, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. That's that love hate relationship afraid. you were talking about. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And speaking of following you, um, where can folks find you on the interwebs, Michelle? Yep. They can find me on Instagram at emiko underscore woodworks. And there's a link to my website there, which is just emiko woodworks.com. And emiko is, is with a K. Yes. yes. E-M-I-K-O. Yes. And we'll have links to all of that in the podcast description. So look, look for them there. So Mark, where can folks find you? You can find me on Instagram at Mark builds it or uh, at the joint effort dot at joint effort.net. Or you can find uh me at the joint effort on you how about you brian uh instagram is where you can find me at uh opst woodworks and opst is just simply o b s t kyle how about yourself uh you can always find me at 
on Instagram at barton.kyle or bbcustomtools, bbcustomtools.com, or on YouTube under Kyle Barton or BB Custom Tools. Sean, what about yourself? Uh, per usual, you can find me at SeanW78 on most social medias. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.